without people that are just doing what God's called them to do and doing what God's put in their path to do, we we won't have disciples. Like we won't have people that are being changed just in normal life. Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on the program, we're going to talk about the life of a pastor's wife. So we have Crystal with us. So Crystal, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your God story, anything we might like to know about you. Okay, my name is Crystal Vance, and I am a pastor's wife, and we have three beautiful children. Um, Our oldest is nine, then we have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And the four-year-old's right here. Reed, do you want to say hi? Yep. No? No hi. Reed's Reed's here with us today. (laughs) And um, yeah, we've been at Cornerstone for five years now, and we love it. Tell me a little bit about your God story. Okay, well, How'd you come to know Jesus? Um, I would say I've loved God my whole life. Uh, I had the privilege of growing up in a Christian home. And when I was seven years old, I made a profession of faith. Um, I prayed and accepted Christ into my life. And I acknowledged I had sinned and um, asked Jesus to forgive me of that sin. Um, but it wasn't until I was in high school when God really became real huh. in my life and my family moved from Cedar Falls to Ankeny, and I got involved in a church youth group that um, was just full of kids who loved the Lord and had this vibrant relationship with Him, and I just really wanted that, and um, I got started reading God's Word and praying regularly, and God just started to really shape and change my life. So do you think when kids, like seven-year-olds, become believers, it's more of their parents' faith? And maybe when you became older, it became more of your your own? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say that I had faith even at seven. Oh, like, you did. I would say that um, that was when I expressed faith yeah. for the first time. Uh-huh. And I was like filled with fear and doubt. Like I would pray every night basically to like, God, if I'm not saved, will you please save me? Just huh. to confirm it because I uh-huh. felt like I... I uh, had to like do something more uh-huh. or I had But faith is a gift. So you can be given faith any right. time in your life. Right. You know? Yeah. Gift of God. Yeah. So um so yeah, I would say that it really became real, but there uh-huh. was still faith at a young age. Uh-huh. But it was uh kind of uh brought it more into life as you got older and got involved. Right. With yes. um yeah. your youth group. Great. So long how long have you and Mark been married? We've been married 14 years. 14 years. Okay. So did you always plan to get into full-time ministry? Was that his goal? Our goal was not to get into into full-time ministry. Um, We both ended up at Bible college. So when God really started working in my life, God was also simultaneously working in Mark's life and just doing some radical things. Uh And I had set out a whole bunch of plans for my life and dreams and goals Mm -hmm. and I um, can't, was reading through Philippians 3, and I came upon the passage that said, I count all things a loss compared to the surpassing greatness as, of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's that's it. That's that's what I want my life to be about. I consider all of these things more valuable than knowing Christ. Huh. 
um, prior to this point in my life, I've found value in um, just having comforts, luxuries, mm -hmm. or like my job or success. Material things. Yes, yeah. material mm -hmm. things. So um, God was also working in Mark's life, and we started to become <coughs> friends in high school. Oh, okay. Through, so you knew each other in high school. Yeah, we okay. um, we became friends through <coughs> show choir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We, we both were in show choir together my senior year, and we started to hang out, and then eventually we realized we liked each other, and it was through some instant messaging, chatting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at night. That's what we had back then. Mm -hmm. um, and he asked me if I had ever thought about going to a Bible college, and I was like, no, I haven't. You know, I kind of have my plans. I'm going to Iowa State, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be a landscape architect, and mm. drive a Mercedes, mm -hmm. and have a nice house. Like, <laughs> Did you tell were, him those things? Those are all my plans, yeah. <laughs> I did. How did he respond? I did. He was like, well, you should think about it. <laughs> and being the, you know, easygoing person that I was, uh -huh. I was like, okay, I'll think about it. And then the next thing I knew, I was at a Bible college, and I was enrolled as a student. And Did you do I that had... just because you liked him, or you, <laughs> or you had a change of heart? Um, I, I believe God changed my heart. Huh. Um, sometimes looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? And even when I was on campus, I'm like, Lord, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what I'm going to study. I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. And so you have to, like, provide something for me. And I ended up staying there for five years huh. and graduating. And my husband, Mark's a year younger than me, so he ended up at the same college. Okay. And um, also finishing his degree there. And Did he want to be a pastor then? Um, no. Actually, huh. um, he his degree was in languages. Okay. So Hebrew and Greek were his majors. Okay. And so I always thought, since he's a very smart man, I uh -huh. always thought he would end up being a, a professor at a college. Uh -huh. I thought that was kind of his career path. And um, so we never planned to be in ministry. Hmm. But when I was at college, God provided for me. I got on a summer ministry team where I went to um, camps throughout the summer, and it paid for my tuition for school. And then I also just deal. saw God working in lives of kids all over the country all summer long. Uh -huh. And I was like, I just want to be a part of what God's doing in people's lives. So my major ended up being counseling and women's ministries at Faith. And then... Even after that, I didn't think we would be in full-time ministry. I just thought we would work normal jobs. And Were you married in college? We did. Or after college? We got married okay. in college. Okay. Um, yes, we had one year left okay. of school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So that wasn't something that he said, oh, I've always wanted to be a pastor. Right. So what changed for him? So what changed was um, there was an opportunity at the church I grew up at to be a music pastor. They lost their their music pastor moved to California okay. to take another job. So there was an opportunity and um, my husband was actually part of a a quartet that went around singing. Huh. In I college. bet that's something that a lot of people don't yeah. know about Mark. <laughs> right. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. But huh. there's a surprising number of CDs that are right. still circulating. Well we need to find some of those. From those days. Uh -huh. Yeah. It was basically a bunch of his friends who liked Southern Gospel, and they would okay. sing quartet songs and travel around and do concerts. Uh -huh. So I knew he had a lot of experience with music and yeah. enjoyed music. And since they had an opportunity, I was like, hey, this might 
this might work, this might be a good fit. And we were both thinking that and um, so we talked to the pastor and they ended up hiring him and he became a music pastor and then wow. we were full-time ministry. Wow, and where was that? That was at Sailorville Baptist Church. Okay. In and that's the, you said that's the church that you grew up in? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Huh. Very interesting. You guys are multi-talented. We didn't know how many, yeah. <laughs> how many talents that yes. you have. So now you're a pastor's family, and he's he moved from music ministry to student ministry, right? right. Mm -hmm. And when was that? When he moved so to the that salt company? was about five years ago. Five okay. years ago in March. Okay. And he, you guys came here so he could lead the salt company, right? right? Yeah. Okay. So he's been doing that for five years. So what are some unique challenges? That's kind of an all-consuming position. What are some <laughs> unique challenges yes. for a pastor's family? It is a pretty all-consuming position. We are in college ministry, so I feel like that also adds a different dimension than yeah. um, just like the whole the whole church, uh -huh. leading the whole church. And um, so there are challenges and there's there's like sprint seasons in college ministry because we have summer that are pretty slow compared right. to the rest of the year. Um, the fall is really busy because we have our kickoff and we get get ready for all the students to come back. So right. that's a, a right. busy time. Uh -huh. And then the spring right now is pretty busy because right. um, we're doing lots of interviews with students uh -huh. that were are planning to come back as leaders next right. year. Uh -huh. So, um, so yeah, there are definitely challenges in learning, um, learning to how to like balance life. Right. Um, when those times are really busy and yeah, learning. So, what how sacrifices to... have you, you know, as a wife with small <coughs> children, what sacrifices have you had to make? That would be hard for yeah. me to have my husband <coughs> gone so much. He's gone a lot. Right. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so when we first moved to Ames, we had three children. We Our oldest was four, and we had a two-year-old daughter, and then Reed was born like a week after we moved here. Oh, my. So you had him so, here. So Yeah. So, well, we had him in Des Moines, but oh, yeah, okay. we, he, this was his first home. Okay. Was here in Ames, oh. and so that was definitely a very challenging time for me because I felt just... Buried in diapers and laundry and newness, everything yeah, was new. Cleaning and cooking, yeah. And my community was gone. We had a new neighborhood, new uh -huh. church, uh -huh. and new friends, which are all like great blessings. But but um, overwhelming when everything's new. But yeah, and you have right. a new baby. Right. And you have two older <laughs> children. Right. Yes, it was. It was definitely an overwhelming time, and um, I think, yeah, you just have to learn that um, to ask for help and to rely on community of others, rely mm -hmm. on other people. And How'd you do that, though, when you didn't have any community right away? Um, There's definitely a lot of times where I didn't handle it very well, and I definitely felt like I was drowning, and I didn't know how to ask for help because I didn't want to burden my husband. Yeah. Um, with... But did you feel at times like it was unfair that he was gone all the time? Yeah, there's definitely... Um, times when I felt like it was unfair, like, um, yeah, there, there would be moments, but I also got involved in women's Bible study uh -huh. and, um, 
whatever else was available. I just I would just try to be really intentional at church and meet oh. as many people as uh-huh. possible. And then I also um, had a discipleship group of college students. Uh-huh. And so then so I had college girls. So you kind of entered into the same ministry area. Right, yes. Yeah. I had college him. girls in my home mm-hmm. every week. Oh, that's really and helpful. Yeah, it for... was really helpful. Uh-huh. And there were some girls that... <gasps> Um, didn't have cars, so we would go to campus, mm-hmm. and we would meet up with students on campus, and so I'd just bring my little ones along. And that's fun when you're and a student to see yes. little kids. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, I thought that we would just be like, you know, stick out like a sore thumb, uh-huh. but cool. the students on campus just kind of oohed and awed over them, like, oh my word, you've totally made my day, thank uh-huh. you so much for bringing your babies. Because you don't see children on campus. Right, you don't. Uh-huh. So that was that was fun. There's also like unique blessings, even... Um, in the times that are hard, like you can find ways to be involved, and you can find things you can do uh-huh. with your children. Did it cause though? Uh, we really didn't discuss this question, I don't think. But did it Scott? Did it cause like dissension or, or hardship in your marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, because he was gone, and you're home with the kids, and it's gone a lot, and you're doing almost everything for your children. Right. Yeah, I think it did cause some um, resentment. Yeah, resentment towards um, towards my husband. Um, so, tell me about that. When you you were talking about a wrong view, when you have a wrong view of your husband. Yeah. So when I have a wrong view of my husband and assume like he's Superman or he's perfect. Yeah. Um, it's believing a lie. It's it's not true. But what is true is that as a wife, I do have a credit incredible opportunity. Um, to be a helpmate to my husband. And what's true is I could judge him and keep my eyes on him waiting for just like a wrong move or can I pounce on him. Yeah. But what good is that? Like how does that help him? How does that help me? Huh. Nobody actually benefits from that. You're right. It's just a, a ridiculous way of thinking. And it's a reaction. It's not a loving right. response. Right. Guilt tripping, passive uh-huh. aggressive, subtle hints. Those uh-huh. lead to basically a life of of strife and not of peace. Uh-huh. There's a verse in Proverbs that says something about a a wife, a nagging wife is like a dripping right. faucet or something. Yeah, and it's true. <laughs> that, no one likes that. No. I feel like he gets to do more fun things than you do, or are you starting to enter the stage where you can do stuff ministering with him? Right. Yeah. So our kids are a little bit older now. So yeah. They're nine, six, and four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have, it's, it's really just encouraging time and uh-huh. because I feel like, um, yeah, I'm starting to see, like, the fruit of all of those years. Like, there really are opportunities to minister. Like, once your children get a little bit older, mm-hmm. there's more opportunities that will be available to you, and you'll have more time right. to give and just more mental like, energy. Because energy. Yes, you sleep. I think that's kind of a big one when your children get a little bit older. And when they're younger, it's uh-huh. the mental energy is just not always. So how do you balance the needs? So your kids have a lot of needs when they're young. Yeah, balance that is such a great word. And one thing I think that is so important is learning to say the word no. That's just say no. Good advice, Crystal. <laughs> yeah. Just just say no. It's a discipline because saying yes is so easy, especially right. in our our culture. Of and don't crazy you think we busy. say yes because we want people to think well of us? Right. Yeah. Huh. It's true. Yeah. So when we say no, we often have to give like a rationalization, like this is why right. I've learned to just say no and not. Even, not have to explain yourself. Not even explain myself. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's a discipline. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely important. a discipline. And it will make your life easier. Right. Yeah. Very so. good.
people listening today that have, you know, husbands either in really busy jobs or husbands in ministry that is all consuming. So do you have any tips or tricks or encouragements for them? Like, hey, I learned this and it really helped me think rightly about my husband. I have a story and then I have some tips. Okay, fantastic. Um, so this past semester, Wendy and I had the opportunity to lead a Bible study on the yeah. book of Hebrews. Yeah. And it was, it was, God used it in a lot of ways. But one of the questions that we asked at the beginning of our discussion time was, who's someone that you look up to in your life? And like someone that you'd, you know, aspire to be. Mm-hmm. And I thought that most people would say like John Piper or right. Jen Wilkins or someone that is kind of like a celebrity, someone uh-huh. that we kind of admire from far away and not right. someone like right That next you really to us. know. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. But everyone went around and everyone for the most part said someone like their mom or their sister huh. or someone close to them. And several of our pastor's wives were named. And it was just like this cool moment where I was like, you don't have to be like a celebrity. You don't have to be Mark Vance. You don't have to be your husband up there in front of hundreds of people telling them about the about Jesus or about the word. You can just be a friend uh-huh. to someone next to you, can be a good neighbor to the people around you, can just be a good mom to uh-huh. your children. And that makes a huge impact uh-huh. in the lives of people. And we need many of those people, hundreds of those people. Because without just without people that are just doing what God's called them to do and doing what God's put in their path to do, we we won't have disciples. Like, we won't have people mm. that are being changed um, just in normal life. Yeah, but th- that's really <laughs> wise words. Like, it doesn't have to be flashy, and it doesn't right. even have to be real noticeable. It just has to be faithful, you know, right. and do what God has placed in front of you. It may be the most normal task, right? but it's what God put in front of you. Right, yeah. So I think that's really wise. Those are really wise words. We all need to say, hey, this is the life God has given me. I'm going to be content in it, and I'm going to do it well. Be a good neighbor. Be a good friend. You know what I mean? Be a good mom. Yeah. Yeah. So my tips, just based on that, is to, um, you don't have to be perfect to be you, so don't... Hmm. Don't look around at people around you and try to compare yourself. Be like, well, I'm not Tori. Mm-hmm. I'm not teaching Bible study. So mm-hmm. that means my life is not as mm. useful. Or don't look at um, whoever it is around mm-hmm. you that you think, oh, their life must be so much better, better. than mine. But focus your heart and your eyes on Christ because um, he's the one who started the work in you and he's going to finish it. Mm-hmm. And when you... Um, cling to the things that are around you or your insecurities like well I'm not good enough or I'm not great at whatever it is mm-hmm. whatever fell in the blankets mm-hmm. it is just look at what God's given you and um, just try to obey sorry obey him and try to do good and love others because mm-hmm. that's what he's called all of us to and he will reward that all of our sacrifices and all of our um, investments we've made here in this life will be rewarded in eternity in God. Right. God those heavenly rewards are what we're right. going for. But right. we forget about those when we think we want these lesser, right. the lesser rewards, things. the lesser glories. Those seem like the things we want. If we really knew what the heavenly rewards were, I think we would be going completely just for those. Right. So when we're dissatisfied with our lives and we're comparing, what does that do to us? 
Yeah, so when we're dissatisfied, we're focusing on ourselves, okay. not focusing on God. Huh. And it robs us of the joy and the blessing of being able to be used of God huh. right where you are. Right. Exactly. Very good. This is another tip I have. Um, if you can do, try to do as much as you can to um, involve your kids in your ministry and involve people in the life of your family. Uh-huh. Like just having my... So dis- bringing people in. Right. Yeah. Ah. Just having my discipleship group at our home. Yeah. I've been able to watch my children sit amongst us, uh-huh. open their Bibles with us, huh. and just like look up to these girls and guys in uh-huh. their walk of faith and want to imitate them. And it seems like a really normal thing to do for your kids. Like, yeah. hey, people are in our house opening their Bibles and right, watching yeah. I open my Bible. Right. And so right now, even on Thursdays, Mark is helping to coach my son's soccer team. Okay. So that's also something fun that we can go and be a part of and meet all the other parents and play on the playground. Yeah. Kids sports and uh, school activities are a great way to connect with non-believers. Yeah. Yeah. And for Owen and for Mark to have that time to connect. That's great to specifically plan times to spend with each of your kids. Yeah. Very good. So would you like to pray for women who, let's say, she's struggling to appreciate the calling God has placed in her life or mm-hmm. her husband's life, or even just the very normal things that he has put in her path? Would you like to pray that she would see value in those and bring glory to God by completing the task he's given her? Yeah, I'd yeah, love to. Okay. okay. Let's pray. God, I do just lift up to, to you, my friends, uh, my sisters in Christ, and those who are... Um, faithfully serving you wherever they are all over the state of Iowa today, Lord. And I I know that um, it can be easy to become discouraged, Lord, and to look at your circumstances or to think about how you're feeling about life. But I pray that they would just fix their eyes on you and that they would um, remember that you've called them to this and they would draw near to you and they would find their strength in you alone and not um, just on their own their own strength, but they would see great blessings today, even as they are listening to this um, in their life, ways that you've blessed them and ways that you have gifted them to be used um, just as they serve and love in um, everyday circumstances. And I just pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thanks, Crystal. Thanks for being with us today and sharing your many nuggets of wisdom. And Reed, thanks for joining us and coloring so nicely. I think this will encourage a lot of women out there who are listening. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?